What's up, guys? We're the PR Girls, and this is our podcast. What's up, guys? It is Jess. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I mean, I can't see us squeezing another one of these in. When was the last time we did one? Oh, my God. I don't even remember, honestly. I feel like time is flying this year. Like, how is it December already? It's flying, but it's like a weird vortex. Like, I feel like I'm stuck somewhere in between feeling like there's no time left and then dreading like how much time there is. I don't know. I can't, I can't get a grip. Yeah. I feel like certain days go by really slowly, but as a whole, somehow it's going fast. I don't know. My brain can't wrap around it. No, me either. I'm going to be honest. And I, you know, normally we're so busy usually every year leading up to the holidays, like between me trying to close out school and we're always trying to do the Christmas video. Plus we usually have a pretty stacked lineup of clients and I'm, you know, as much as I, you know, wish we were, you know, balls to the walls busy. I, I think I'm kind of really looking forward to taking like two weeks to slow down. Not that we've, it's weird to say that because it, we haven't had as much work, but like, it just has felt frantic, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think nobody really knows what's happening at any given time. And even though things aren't busy, it just never feels like you're fully there. Like there's always something on the horizon. Yeah, I was talking to um, John Wallach from Toucher and Rich this morning. We kind of check in on each other once a month. And we were both kind of like, we we caught ourselves like thinking about what March is going to be like. And I said to him, you know, I'm really hoping that we all at least get, you know, two or three weeks of the holidays to kind of recharge, maybe like refill our hearts a little bit with like some warmth before you know, we all get shut in in March. And then I, I caught myself saying like, why am I thinking, why am I like dreading something that's three months away, you know, right. or like two months away? I know it's, it's weird though, because even in the meantime, until then there's this unknown. And I feel like everyone's kind of in this boat where you know, we probably should be thinking of this time, even as awful as it is and looking on the bright side, like, you know, people who live at home get to spend time with their families, people who live with their significant others get to see them more than they would. But there's still the sense of like, you know, this year has been impending doom constantly. And I think that that's been hard to shake. Yeah, I think so too. You know, I've never like, I've always been, not always, but I mean, for over the last like, I don't know, five years or so, I feel like I've been good about being open about having, you know, I struggle with anxiety and depression really, really bad, but usually I can kind of buck up, you know, and like deal with it. And I just feel like, and I don't know what it is that I don't feel like I can shake it. And I started thinking about it last night. I was walking Finn and I think the Christmas spirit would probably help. I mean, I don't like the holidays. I go back and forth. Some days I love them and, you know, some years I love them and some years I could do without them, but there's like, things are missing that, that provide holiday spirit. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I, you know, I remember no matter how sad I was for the last five years or so, I would like walk out of Suffolk and they'd be lighting the tree or like everything would be lit. And I was at Suffolk yesterday 
And I, I started bawling in the middle of the street because downtown just didn't look the same and it didn't feel the same. And I feel like we need to like get out of our heads when we start thinking like that, because mm-hmm. it, you can travel down a road, but that, you know, that there is something to be said about like the huge Christmas tree on Boston common, you know, and the big, huge Christmas tree in Faneuil hall and going to see blink and doing all of that, that even if you're, if you're not feeling it, those things can spark it. So I feel like maybe that has something to do with it. There's like a lack of sparks places to kind of ignite the fire in people. Yeah, I think so. And I think that, you know, the holidays are so much about tradition. We do the same things every year and not being able to do some of those things this year has people like it doesn't quite feel like Christmas or the holiday season because you usually know like, okay, I go to the stores on Black Friday, that's kicking it off or it snows and I'm having a cozy day in and we haven't had a ton of snow yet. So it's just like all these things. Plus it gets dark. I feel like earlier than it has in past winters. Yeah. It's all it's it combines to be this like super like sad yeah. <laughs> holiday season. I don't know. I've been trying to like watch Christmas movies and and find things to bring that joy, but it's it's still weird. Yeah, I've always one of the things that I've always like admired about you and always, I mean, I've only I mean you were my student, but you've always had this like you just have this very positive like attitude. You're all about self-care. You're all about unplugging to be with your family. Like you have all of the right ideas. And when I was your professor, I saw it. And as your boss, I see it too. And it's like, I hope you never lose that, you know, because Mm -hmm. it is such an amazing thing about you, Jess. Like whenever I'm like super sad or I'm dealing with depression, you always have this way where you're like, Oh, you know, I just made, you know, pumpkin, you know, shaped (laughs) pancakes and I'm going to watch the family stone and I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to, I'm just going to, I'm just going to relax. Like you just have this very like smart way of dealing with things and whether or not like that's real or, or you're just, you're trying to do it. But the fact that you make the effort, I feel like probably helps you out a little. Yeah. It's, I don't know what the word for it is, but I feel like and like my friends kind of joke about it and my family jokes about it. Like I, I just really like to lean into things. Like I'm huge on traditions. I'm huge on if I'm going to have a relaxing day, I want to do it all. I want the fire going. I want candles lit. I want a movie on and, you know, my cup of tea or my glass of wine. Like when I do something for anything, I want to like lean in as hard as I can to it. Yeah. And I feel like it like really helps me get in the moment of like, relaxing or whatever it is that I'm doing. I mean, I probably lean in when I do things out and about too, but I think that that's like, you almost have to make a list of the things that kind of go together, things that would make you happy and just go for them all at once. And I swear it will cheer you up, even if just a little bit, because obviously I know it's tough. <laughs> yeah. And even if it's not cheer up, like I I did that one day last week, I made like a fire and i had a bunch of stuff to do and like I spread it out and I put on Christmas movie after Christmas movie. And I won't necessarily say it cheered me up, but it definitely calmed me down. Mm. If that, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it does. And I think knowing like what your calm down movie is or what the songs you can listen to that kind of put you in that place time after time, like, you know, the family stone for me, I feel like I could watch that and same 
even if I'm having a terrible day, like that, I know will like ground me and at least bring me back to times where I have been happier. Yeah. The family stone does it. I took, I took a book, I took a page out of your book. I did um, the family stone. I did love actually. And then I found a new one. So I don't know if you know that I have this tradition. Not a lot of people do. Um, it's, I started it probably, I can't remember if I started it the Christmas before my dad died or the Christmas after, because he died around Christmas. So that Christmas we didn't do it. So it was either the Christmas before or the Christmas after I, because the holidays, like you can't have, I mean, he died a couple of days before Christmas. So you can't help, even if you're having like the best year of your life, as those days start to creep up, you know that you're going to, you know, it's going to hit you. And so I started doing this thing where I'll go and see like whatever the sad movie of the year is, I'll go and see it by myself and like get a good cry out and kind of like, you know, do whatever. Like one year it was um, collateral, um, not collateral damage, collateral something with Will Smith and And it was, you know, it was good because it literally like if you go and you kind of just spend time with yourself, you can kind of sit in your your mind Mm -hmm. and then you get the good cry. So it's like a release. And I realized that this is the first year that I didn't have that because I'm not going to go to a movie by myself. So the day that I'm I'm referring to where I watch all the Christmas movies, I um, put on Last Christmas. Have you watched that yet? No, I've heard of it, but I haven't watched it. So this is where I would normally not. Um, this is normally where I would not venture into Christmas movies that I don't know about, or I haven't already seen, but I love Henry Golding and, Oh yeah. Oh wait, maybe I have seen this one with the girl from game of Thrones. Is she for, I don't, I didn't watch game of Thrones. I think so. (laughs) And she's a singer. Yes. Yeah. So I threw that into my new Christmas circulation because it is a solid crier. Yeah. For sure. Did you know it was going to be a solid crier when you started it? Or no, you just put it on no. <laughs> no, I was just kind of like looking through Christmas movies and I like, I knew I wasn't quite at the place of like elf or mm-hmm. any of those. And that one kept every time I would search. So finally I just said, you know what? I'm grading anyways. So I'll put it on in the background. But what I found was I would just literally was just like paying such close attention. And I don't know how I didn't see the twist at the end coming, but I didn't. <laughs> And it was a solid crier. So, so it, it helped a little. I also, you know, I still have on deck, um, the holiday. I haven't watched that yet. Um, serendipity. I haven't watched that yet. Yeah. Um, All good. I did throw a funny one in. Cause just like, I like to cry at the holidays. I also love a good, like stupid Christmas movie. And I'm a kind of, I'm not over elf, but I there, you know, I watch it so much. And I have a favorite that Jason doesn't let me watch. And it's, to me, it's like one of my favorite movies and it's um, Fred Claus. Oh, yeah. Have you ever seen that? I have, yeah. And so I watched them back to back. So I watched (laughs) Last Christmas first and just got it all out. Just left everything like on my sleeves (laughs) and then followed it up with Fred Claus because I love Paul Giamatti as Santa. And in my dreams, like that's what Santa is actually like, Paul Giamatti. I mean, that's a pretty good way to get through your range of emotions in one day. Yeah, you got to do that. Like when you have, 
when you have, um, you know, like hyperactivity disorder, like I have an anxiety and depression, when you're just like this big ball of mess, the best thing you can do is put yourself in major highs and then drop yourself <laughs> to like drastic lows. It's probably not the best thing you can do, but for some reason it works for me. That's all that matters. That's it. You got to find what works for you. Yeah. I feel like too, that's, that's true because some people like Brenda's really good about like meditating and things like that. And that's just not, not my style. I don't know if you're a meditator, you seem more of like a, you're a reader. You're like a, you're like a tune your brain off, focus on a story kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. I, yeah, I don't meditate. I like the idea of it. I don't know that I could just actually shut my brain off doing nothing. Whereas if I'm focusing on like a book or knitting or something, then, you know, it's more mindless, but I'm not just thinking whatever and about all the things that I have going on in my life. If anybody is tuning into this podcast for the first time and they just heard you say that you like to read books and knit, they're going to assume you're like 40s and 50s like me and Brenda. And then when they see your picture and realize that you're 25, they're going to be like, okay. Yeah. One of my friends the other day said I was that commercial. I can't remember what it is, like Allstate or something where the person turns into their parents. But I was like, my parents aren't even like this. Like they do cooler things than knit and just read. (laughs) Well, if there's that many pillows, there's nowhere for someone to sit. Am I right? (laughs) (laughs) But you know, it's, it's interesting that you said that. And I like, maybe we should do like a follow-up. I know we do these a lot, but maybe we should do a follow-up like blog post or something that goes with just some kind of ways to deal with because depression, you know, there's so many things that people are dealing with more so this year than ever. You know, Mm -hmm. grief is something that I'm familiar with. So every year, like I know that it's coming, but grief means something different this year. You know, like for me, grief is a very defined thing. I, I grieve because at this time of year, I lost my father, but I think a lot of people are feeling like grief right now, even without loss, just because they feel like something's missing, they've lost something, even if it's not a person, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it might be hard to pinpoint what that is, but the feeling's still there. So people don't know how to handle that. Yeah. It's because again, it it is, it's a feeling of loss, but you can't define it. Right. Mm -hmm. So I guess maybe like, what are, I mean, I obviously, you know, my recommendations are probably, you know, not the best, but, you know, but that, you know, I do my approaches, cry it out. I, you know, I try to get Brenda, I I drag Brenda along sometimes for these cry fests and she she won't break. And (laughs) I took her to see, um, um, Mr. Rogers movie. Oh yeah. Last year. I mean, she barely cried. So that, that method doesn't work for her. So for her meditation is key for me it's like a release. Like Mm -hmm. I literally have to just get everything that's like bubbling up inside of me and just get it out. What, what do you do? Like, cause I know there's gotta be a part of you cause you're such a social person. There's gotta be a part of you that feels like a loss because you can't do the things that you've loved to do. Cause you're always going to events. You, you know, you're not like me, you're not a homebody. So what do you do to kind of balance? Right. I mean, well, one, it's weird because I feel like, 
you know, the first quarter of this year, I was my normal, like go out and do things self. And since I've had to be at home, I've slowly become this homebody. And like, I don't mind being at home anymore at all. I actually prefer it most of the time. Yeah. But I don't know. I feel like for me, my biggest way to deal with like all of my emotions is kind of, I feel like being productive because when I am productive, I feel like at least one part of my life is like good to go. You know, I have my shit together in this sense. And then the rest, you know, I can deal with piece by piece, but I don't yeah. feel like it's all like overwhelming me. Like, oh, I didn't do this. I didn't do this. And I'm sad or I'm mad and this and that. Like once I kind of have my life together and I'm, you know, cooking meals and occasionally working out or doing whatever it is that makes me feel like I have done what I should have done in a given week. That helps me like process that it's not super overwhelming having all these emotions on top of the things I should be doing. That's actually kind of an interesting approach. Like you, you clear out your schedule to, to, to feel what you need to feel. Yeah. Yeah. I like, like I feel like on weekends, like just take time to myself. Like you mentioned earlier, I like to disconnect because I feel like as much as I love social media, it definitely does not help when you're dealing with any sort of emotion. And I think it's super important to take like however much time it is, an hour, put your phone in another room, if you can, a weekend or a day. But I like have to basically schedule that out and be like, okay, for the next two hours, I'm watching a movie or I'm going to go to the grocery store and come home and bake something. But I think that's important. Like, I, I, in a sense, I do do that too, even though we, even though we, the way we deal with like, you know what I mean? Like what we're clearing our schedules for is different. I kind of do the same thing. Like by releasing what's holding me down, I'm like making room Mm -hmm. to feel right. You know what I mean? So it sounds like it's kind of the same thing. And, you know, that's focus and that's, that's an ability to, you know, have some form of discipline over maybe like the anxiety or the depression or the grief. And I think that that's important because growing up before I was even, before a doctor even said to me like, Oh, you have situational depression. I always knew I had like something, but it, but I didn't know what it was. I didn't know how to deal with it. You know what I mean? I kind of like people used to make fun of me all the time growing up because I would cry all the time. And I don't think anybody understood, like, that's not something I could, necessarily control. But, but now it's, I still can't necessarily control it in a sense, but like you said, I do have focus and determination. So like you, I'll say, you know what? I feel it coming on. I'm going to put two hours aside. I'm going to go to this movie to get it out. Mm -hmm. And I plan it. And because I think one thing, obviously I know some people, you know, when they're feeling depressed or going through tough times, just like can't do things. And I feel like I get like that sometimes, like I'll straight up lay on the ground and cry or like not be able to get up and do things, which is why it takes a lot to actually get me to go, you know, get up and make breakfast and put on the news and sit with my tea or do whatever it is that I would be doing on a normal day to then feel like I'm just slowly getting there. But when I do have those days where I like lay on the ground and do absolutely nothing. And I just then feel like it overwhelms me so much more. And it's so much harder to get out of that when it's been like a day or two of not doing anything. So for me, it 
like I rely so heavily on keeping some sort of a schedule yeah. in general so that I don't get like that. Yeah. And maybe that's, you know, maybe that's a first step. Like if anybody that's listening, you know, and this is like the first time they felt this way. Cause I, you know, I, again, I do think some people live like this, you know, this is not new to me. I live like this. I have massive ups and downs all the time, but I think a lot of people are feeling new things this time around. So maybe that's important is to, to remember that at some, to some extent you have control over your emotions and no, maybe you don't try to tackle them all. Maybe just say, you know what, I'm going to put time aside to tackle it for this many hours. I'm going to do this. And and everybody's this of what they do is different. You yeah. know, mine is see a movie and cry. Some people it's go work out. Like yeah. some people it's watch a movie. Some people it's, you know, cook or bake. But knowing that you can put time aside to, to deal with what you're feeling. It's perfectly normal. Like, and it's, and in fact, if you don't, you're doing yourself more of a disservice. If you just say, you know what, it's silly for me to feel this way. And I, I see a lot of people do that. They say, you know, I have nothing to be sad about. I can't believe I'm feeling this way. It's so stupid. I'm so blessed. I, I have no right. And it's like, of course you have a right. Yeah. I think when people try to compare whatever it is they're feeling and what they're going through in their life to anything else. Like you just can't compare them. Of course, there's always going to be something worse that someone else is going through. It doesn't diminish what you're dealing with in any sense. And especially this year. Yeah. Everyone's going through things and maybe you feel lucky and blessed in certain senses that you, you know, have a job or you haven't lost any family to COVID, but it doesn't mean that your year hasn't been hard. Like you need to take the time to deal with that. I think we all do. You know, I think, I think it's important that I, I love that like more people talk about sadness and depression. I've been, you know, obviously by working with um, Peter Barrett, Slippery Pete, um, you know, his story, this, you know, this poor kid's told his story so many times, but he doesn't mind it because he feels like, you know what, I'm a fighter. I'm a UFC fighter. Everybody probably thinks we're so like tough and, you know, scary and rugged and we go through it too. And I think the more people that just say, you know what, it's, it's fine. It's it, everybody feels it. you're okay to feel it, you know, and if you're failing it for the first time, there's so many people out there that have told their stories that even if you're not ready to like talk about it to somebody yet, maybe just hearing somebody else talk about it is like enough for you to say, you know what? All right. I'm not alone. I'm ready to, to deal with it. And I'm not stupid for feeling it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think a lot of people, maybe don't feel comfortable talking about their feelings. So they end up feeling super alone. You don't have to talk yeah. about it necessarily to you know, know that other people are going through it. There's so thank God a lot of resources out there and stories out there and movies and shows and documentaries and literally anything. Yeah. That's what I mean. I feel like it's becoming more, I think it's becoming more normalized. I think the more that you see athletes talk about it and you know, movie stars talk about it and people that you feel like, oh, okay. Like I didn't know that people with everything. I mean, I think Robin Williams, you know, passing kind of started that where we all realized like, okay, somebody can look like they're perfectly happy and have it all together and you don't know what's going on. So, you know, I do think that being aware of it is like the, the first step to feeling better. 
you know, not to say, oh, I can't believe I'm feeling this way. It's so stupid. And then like shaking it off because sometimes when you're shaking it off, you're not really actually getting rid of it. You're still carrying it and it'll come back. Yeah. Like when you're stressed, right. You know, like if you are, you know, a lot of times like I'll struggle and then something catastrophic will happen. And if I haven't dealt with what I was feeling before, it just compounds. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then it's so much worse. Super difficult, right? Like once it's, once you're weighted down that much, it's like trying to pull cinder blocks off. You know, if you, yeah. if you, if you can, anybody can pull one cinder block off them, but nobody can, can pull a, a completely broken down wall that's covering them. You yeah. have to do it brick by brick, you know? Yeah. I think that's how like back in March when everything started and it felt, it all happened very quickly. I feel like a lot of people felt that way. And then it seemed like maybe things were getting better. It wouldn't last super long. So they just kind of shook it off. And now that it's been however many months of this weird life and, you know, not being able to see people you love or do the things you want to do now more than ever, it's important, especially holiday, you know, holidays are already a tough time, but like people really need to realize and deal with what they have going on because, you know, it's been a tough year. Yeah, it has. And I, I think, you know, if we're going to, we, you and I decided we were going to keep this short because no one, well, I bet people would love to hear you talk for like an hour, but <laughs> hearing me talk is like listening to the nanny read the <laughs> night before Christmas. So I'm pretty sure people are like, yeah, we're good. But um, I think, you know, if anything, if we leave, you know, people with anything, it's that it's okay to, you know, it was a tough year and it's, you got to be kind to yourself. You know, just like we always say, be kind to other people. I think a bigger message or if not, maybe not bigger, but equal message to close out 2020 is be kind to yourself. Yeah. You know, yeah. know it's been a tough year and take care of yourself just like you take care of everything else that goes on in your life, your work, your family, your friends. Take care of yourself. Put your whatever you need to do. Don't worry about how, what it looks like or anything like that. Just do whatever you need to do to, to feel good good, as good as you can. Right. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Well, um, I think this was a decent podcast to close out 2020. Yep. Last one of the year, last one of the year. And I, uh, I'm looking forward to another new year with you, Jess. I think 2021 is our year. <laughs> yes, I think so. I think we said that about 2020, but well, I think everybody right. said that about 2020 because of the, 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 the fun, you know, 2020, but now nah, we're done. 2021 year of ring comp. Yes. Agreed. All right. Listen, have happy holidays. We love you guys. We'll see you in the new year. Bye. Bye.